Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for busy parents building profitable businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm Meg Brunson, and we are about to simplify business and marketing strategies because balance was never about spending equal time between your business and your family. Nope, you want to spend previously unimagined amounts of time making memories with your kids. And the only way that's going to happen is if we get your marketing under control. I want to take a minute to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter, that love is love, and that inclusivity is essential for success. So I welcome all colors, genders, and cultures to join us for today's episode. Today's guest helps female entrepreneurs with social media strategy to get their clients engaged and ready to buy. In her spare time, she loves baking cookies and spending time with her husband and their two kids. Let me introduce you to the co-founder of Hug Media Group, Ashley Hug. Ashley, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm kind of sad you didn't bring cookies. I know. I should have. I didn't think of that. That, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> I don't know how it would have worked in the time of COVID, but. Yeah, true. That's very true. <laughs> so let's. Start. Tell me a little bit about Hug Media Group. Obviously, you are a social media person, but how did that kind of come about? What did that journey look like, and how did the business get started? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I love talking about how I got started. Um, so I, my business started last year. Um, I lost my job as COVID hit, um, like many that happened to many people, um, and I was kind of looking of how I could work from home and still be with my kids. Um, so I found a group that um, teaches moms to work from home. Um, and started that program and loved it. And I was like, you know, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And that's where I started um, Hug Media Group. Um, I did start as a VA and eventually um, pivoted to, to social media strategy um, and love it. So uh, so that's kind of how I got started um, with, with that journey. <laughs> what would you say, I'm just curious, what would you say would be the difference between being a VA and what you're doing now with social media strategy? Um, for me, it was kind of a mindset shift. As a VA, you kind of, um, sometimes you do social media stuff, sometimes you don't. Um, but as a social media manager, a lot of it's like posting the content, um, getting it out there versus the strategy is more thinking, how can we get the, the content and what we're doing to convert to sales? Um, so that's kind of the difference. So I guess you could say it's a mindset to answer your question. It's a mindset shift of like, instead of just posting consistently, how can we do things a little bit differently to to change what we're doing. So you went like deeper into that one aspect of like a more general VA duties. Yeah. Yep. D niche down, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. So what are your favorite social media platforms right now? Um, I would have to say Facebook and Instagram. That's my, that's where I mostly uh, hang out. <laughs> um, and that's where I feel most comfortable. I don't deal with the other platforms because I just, I don't know them as well. Um, but Facebook specifically, and I've moved into Instagram, um, are my two big platforms that I like to use. And what are some of your biggest tips when it comes to helping other entrepreneurs figure out how to leverage those platforms for business growth? 
Um, well, that's kind of what uh, my biggest tip um, and why I'm here today is to talk about um, like optimizing the profile because mm -hmm. that's the, the biggest way to to kind of get yourself out there more um, and to, to help your business. <laughs> and so let's let's start by differentiating between from the, the profile from everything else. So like when yeah. people start a business, there's like on Facebook, there's business pages and groups and events and all these things. Uh, but yeah. we're talking about just the, the personal profile, right? At its core. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're talking about the personal profile and not the business page. Um, I'm probably going to go against the, the common saying here, but I would recommend you don't have a business page when you're starting out um, because you're just starting out. Like you, you, in order to have a business page, you want to have a following, you want to have more content. Um, just starting out, you want to stick to your personal page because that's where you have the most people following you um, and you can kind of get your word out there um, that way. Um, so the tips I'm going to give you are for your personal profile. Okay. So let's, let's dive into that because I think that <laughs> I, I agree with you 100% that you need a personal profile to be optimized, whether you have a business page or not. Even if you have a business page that's hugely successful, you still need your personal profile to be optimized or else nobody's going to know what you do or be able to connect you to your business. So I think let's start with the, the number one thing that I think a lot of people are curious about and that is privacy. So mm -hmm. you can be public, you can be private. And I mean, on Instagram, an, a private Instagram account is like totally shut down. You see nothing. Yeah. And on Facebook, it's a little bit different because there's all sorts of ways that you can customize that. So how do you um, approach privacy issues when it comes to social media profiles? Yeah, definitely. I love that question. Um, so I say make your profile public. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, when they hear that, they're like, oh, I don't want to make it public. I have photos of my kids. This is for my family. Um, I, I hear that all of the time. And I, to be honest, I used to think that way, right? You know, like I have pictures of my kids on there. I'm sure because um, of the channel, everyone here is a family. They have their moms, their dads, you know, you don't want your stuff out there. But if people are if you're networking and trying to make connections and your profile's private, no one's going to know how to reach you. Like you're not going to be accessible to anyone. Um, having your profile public allows everyone to kind of see who, who you are and what you're doing. Um, because if you're not telling people what you're doing in business, no one's going to know that you exist um, business wise. Mm -hmm. um, so the best way to do that um, is to make it public. And then I have a few other tips on how you can, you can still have those family photos on there. Um, but just not make them like your profile picture or your cover photo or something like that. So you can just control like the the visibility or the privacy settings for those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you can actually, in, in Facebook specifically, you can go in and you can say, you know, I want to make this viewable to only my friends or only to friends of friends. Um, so you can go ahead and change those settings, um, whatever however you feel comfortable doing it. Um, I, ha I have mine public to everyone. Um, no secrets, just it's out there. Um, but if you are hesitant about that, you can um, go ahead and say like, you know, you only want your profile, you only want this picture to only go to friends and then no one else will see it on your profile. And do you have any workarounds for Instagram? If there's people who, because I know Instagram, you can't do that, right? With privacy settings, like per picture or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think there are privacy settings with Instagram. Um, for Instagram, I would just say, you know, make it public. The really cool thing about Instagram is you can um, 
which I guess doesn't help with privacy, but you can, like, if you post a photo to Instagram, you can also share it to Facebook. So you can kind of share your, um, your content that way. Um, but as for privacy settings, um, I think it's either public or private. Um, but if you're going, again, you don't have to be everywhere. So if you, if you choose that you don't want to, you, you're worried about the privacy settings, you don't have to be on Instagram. You can stick solely to Facebook. Um, but if, like I said, they do connect. So if you, if you choose to have an Instagram, um, that would have to be public, but you can select on there what you want to, what you want to share. Yeah. And I'm with you. A lot of my stuff is, is public. Um, I've made the decision on Instagram. I don't typically share the location, mm-hmm. you know, like the exact location where we are, or if I do, it's like after we're there, because for some reason for me, that just kind of creeps me out that people would know like where I actually am. Um, so that's kind of how I, I handle it on, on Instagram, but on Facebook, I'm the same. I, a lot of my stuff, I just make it all public. It's all just an open book. So I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Now what you mentioned, um, cover photos and profile photos, and you know, if you don't want everything to be super public, avoid putting them in those places. What do you recommend? Like, what are your tips for those pictures? What should you put there? Yeah, definitely. So we'll start with the profile photo. Um, so for your profile photo, I would recommend doing like, um, I'm going to say like a professional photo. It doesn't have to be a headshot. Um, if you don't want to go out and get a professional headshot, that's okay. Um, but even if you, you know, go against the white wall and, and dress up nice, put a nice top on, you can have pajama bottoms on still. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> but um, you can go ahead and just take like a nice, um, like selfie, like just, you know, try to try to frame yourself, get a nice photo that way. Honestly, that's what mine are. I didn't go and get any, like the, the profile photo that you have for this event. That was just a selfie that I took. Um, nice. I had my hair done. I had my makeup done. I tried to look nice. Um, but it doesn't have to be super, super fancy, but you want the picture to be of you. You don't want it to be of your kids or your pets or anything like that. You want it to be of you because when you're networking, you know, if you're like me, I creep on everyone when I'm networking, I want to see who I'm talking to and people want to do that for you as well. Um, so when they click on your profile, they want to see a picture of you. They don't want to, like, they don't know your kids. They don't know any of that. They, it has to be a picture of you if you're going to be using it for business. Um, For your cover photo, um, I would recommend having your cover photo show like what it is that you do. What do you offer? um, What's your business? You know, like you can have your power pitch in there. Um, Your power pitch should be, you know, an I help um, statement. Um, You could have your power pitch in there, the name of your business, Um, your nice profile picture that you took. You can have a picture of you in there or a different picture Um, and just kind of make your cover photo about your business and, and what it is that you offer your clients. Can you tell us a little more about the power pitch? Like what is your power pitch so that people can get an idea of like what that looks like? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so I actually recently pivoted my business, but for, for the, for the, for this um, statement, I'll say my, my previous power pitch was I help female entrepreneurs with social media strategy to get their clients engaged and ready to buy. Um, and that's a nice statement because it says exactly it, your power pitch. You, you don't want to say like, I help if you're a bookkeeper, I help fix your, your bookkeeping books. Like it has to be something that the entrepreneurs go to bed thinking about. So if, you know, I'm trying to think of how to word that, um, but essentially how you can help them, something that they're worried about. So if someone's on social media and trying to figure out how to get clients, you want their clients to be engaged in their page. That's something that people worry about. What's my engagement today? And I also help for that, it was course creators, right? So the course creators want their clients engaged in what they're doing and ready to buy their course. 
Um, and so that power pitch sticks to them because they're like, man, she can really help with engagement. She can help my clients, you know, the, the people that I'm, I'm trying to get to buy my course ready to go ahead and, and click that button and purchase it. So how can you work your I help statement um, for what you're doing? Um, I'm not very good at it. So I don't have any other examples specifically yeah. um, besides mine, but um, but think about that. How can you help the business owners and and really what they're worried about? Um, well, and I think I like that it was specific. So it's like yeah. when you listen to that statement, like everybody listening to this, watching or listening is able to say, yep, I could use that or no, that's not for me. And that's totally fine, but it, it oh, makes yeah. it really easy to know that if you're the person that can help me or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's no guesswork in exactly what I, what I, what I would do to help someone, um, which is what you want your power pitch to be as well. Awesome. Well, that's great. So now we've got the cover photo, the profile photo. Now on Instagram, you only have the cover photo to worry about, right? And or no, I, only the profile picture. The, the, the profile Yeah, sorry, not cover. That's Facebook. It's I'm all over the place today. Yeah, no, only the profile picture. You don't have a cover photo um, for Instagram. So is <laughs> the, do the same rules apply then for the Instagram cover photo you would recommend? Oh, yeah. So for Instagram, I would say it has to, it should, it doesn't have to be, but it should be a, a picture of you and a nice professional photo. So honestly, for, for consistency, I would use the same profile picture from Facebook as the one for Instagram. Because when you're networking, you don't want people to be confused as to, you know, who they're talking to. You want to be consistent across the board. Um, so I would recommend using the same one for both platforms and any other platform you choose to use. If you have a LinkedIn, a TikTok or anything like that, you want to be consistent with your branding. And I know, I feel like a lot of people ask that question about the profile picture. Like, should it be my logo or should it be my face? With the personal profile, definitely your face. What about the business page? I know we're not really talking about that, so I hope it's okay to bring that up. But I'm curious what your opinions are yeah. on, you know, should it be the same picture? Like you said, if, if they're personally branded or should it be different? Yeah, I mean, for your business page, um, so I do have a business page and I have the logo on there, um, but I guess that kind of your personal preference, I don't really use my, again, I don't really use my business page. Like I have one, I, you know, I do have one, but I don't use it that often um, because all of my followers are on my personal page. Um, so I guess that's kind of a personal preference. I have my logo so people know my business, um, but if you're trying to be consistent, it probably should be your profile picture. Um, so that way they know who they're, or maybe, you know, an updated cover photo. So maybe it's your profile picture and underneath it has the name of your company. Um, you can go on places like, um, Canva, they have free, um, a free account where you can go ahead and edit that. So if you're not sure how, um, check out Canva, it's super easy to do. Um, and you can probably a modified version of both, I would say like your profile picture and then maybe your, um, your business name underneath. So I love that. That's great. And then when it comes to what you're actually posting on your personal profile, how much of it is business and how much of it is like personal or what's the balance there? Yeah, definitely. So for me, I, I use my profile, um, I would say 50, 50, right? Like a lot of my, um, I do have pictures of my kids. I don't post everything on Facebook. Um, like I used to, I used to post everything, right? Like what I had for dinner, what my pets were doing. Um, and since starting a business, I've kind of modified what I post. Um, but I try to make sure it's, you know, nice pictures of my family or, um, or business stuff. Um, so a lot of times I'll use pictures of my kids to relate to business. Um, so the most recent example I have is we had this big snowstorm here, um, in Pennsylvania a little while ago, but, 
Um, and my daughter, she hadn't been out in snow. And so I took a picture of her. She was walking and she fell in the snow. Um, and so I, I ended up taking a picture somehow. I guess I'm a mean mom for doing that. It just so happened that, that she fell as I took the picture. But I used it um, as a business example, right? Because when you're starting a business, you're going to trip and fall and maybe not always be perfect. Kind of like my daughter walking in the snow. She's not She's not used to it. She tripped, she fell, but she got back up and she tried again. And so I used that picture as kind of like a business example of like, you know, walking in the snow is like starting a business. You know, you're going to, sometimes you're going to trip and fall, but it's about getting back up and starting again. Um, so you can kind of do a mix of both. You can kind of use personal photos, maybe use it toward to leverage business. Um, or if you just want to post a really cute video or photo of your kid, um, you can do that too. Um, but just make sure it's kind of a balance. And I don't think you're a bad mom at all. My, my kids have oh, <laughs> so many times, like they'll do something. Okay. They're all looking at me right now. Cause you know, I RV full time. Yeah. So my kids are all right there. And now that they know I'm talking about them, all eyes are on me, but <laughs> they will do something like fall or trip or get stuck or like something where they need help. And I'll be like, just wait, hold on one second. I have to take a picture first. <laughs> Like, and they're, yeah. they're old enough now, but they know, like, they're just going to have to sit there uncomfortable for a second while mom gets her stinking camera and takes the picture. So I think that just makes you a normal mom. At least I hope so. I hope yeah. so. No, Otherwise, no. I'm going down with you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Too funny. Um, so when it comes to your content, one of the things I feel like as a marketer, um, when we post content, we want to have some sort of a, a call to action or a CTA, which is short for call mm -hmm. to action, that's associated yep. with everything because people, they need to be told what to do next. Like nobody, yeah. they can't read your mind. So you give them content and then you have to tell them what to do next. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of having a call to action when it comes to your profile um, and kind of what that looks like? Where do you put a call to action? Is it on the post that you make? Is it somewhere else? Um, what does that look like? Yeah, definitely. No, another really great question. Okay, so call to actions are awesome. Because um, like you said, people need to be told what to do. Like they can come and look at your profile, but if there's nothing, no steps for them to take, nine times out of 10, they're just going to leave and go to someone else. Um, so there's actually a couple ways you can put a call to action in your profile. Um, the first would be in the cover photo. When we were talking about the cover photo, don't actually put it in the actual image. But when you create the cover photo on Facebook, there's a description box. Um, so that's a great place to talk about your business and what you're doing. And at the end of that explanation, putting a call to action. So it could be, you know, schedule a call with me and a call to action could be a Calendly link or whatever software you're using. I use Calendly. That's my preferred method, but I'm sure there's others out there. Um, but go ahead and put that Calendly link or whatever in that description box. Um, so people know, like if they click on your cover photo, they know how to reach you. But there's other places in your profile as well. So the other thing I wanted to talk about um, is your job description area um, on your Facebook profile. Um, so first thing with the call to action is separate, I guess, is update your job. People want to know like who you are and what you're doing. So if you started a business, be proud, put it on there. You know, I'm the co-owner of Hug Media Group or, or whatever your company is. I'm the owner of, of whatever your company is and put it out there underneath there there's a couple of spots you, it has like you know your location if you're married all that other stuff you can edit all of that stuff and what people see but there's a spot where you can enter like a website or something like that if you don't have a website which is completely fine don't just because you build it doesn't mean that people are going to come so don't worry about going out and building a website 
but instead put your Calendly link there. Um, that'll show up on your profile. So when people are scrolling through, they can see how to reach you directly. Um, so on your profile, those would be the two places I would recommend having that. Um, in your content, I would recommend um, kind of maybe not all the time because you don't want to flood your page like with business stuff. Like I said, keep it 50-50. But if you have spots open, put that out in the world. Let people know, let your followers know, hey, I have two spots open left for March. I would love to set up a time to chat and include your Calendly link in there so they know where to reach you. Um, so those are a few ways you can include a call to action. So let's talk a little bit about Calendly, just in case somebody is listening, you know, if you're in the beginning stages of businesses, maybe you haven't heard about this before. Um, can yeah. you talk a little bit about what Calendly is and why? I think it's a great idea for that to be a, a substitute for um, for a website while you're mm -hmm. still kind of finding your footing or, because that's the thing, like you don't really need to invest in a huge website if you're not sure yet what your business is going to look like. So. I like that that idea. Tell us a little bit about what Calendly is and how it can help you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so Calendly is an awesome program. Um, uh, so basically, what it is, it's a scheduling tool. Um, so it's a it's a separate link. You can there's an app you can um, download it. Um, and what it is is it connects your. So I use Google. So I have a Google Calendar. It connects my Google Calendar to their scheduling system. So I can go ahead and update like the times that I'm available, um, anything that I have going on. And it provides a link that you can share to other people. Um, so it's kind of like Google Calendar, but a separate system that allows people to schedule appointments for you. Hopefully that's a good description. <laughs> yeah, and like I use something similar, um, but that's how we got on this call is I sent you my link and mm -hmm. then you're able to find a time that works for you. It, I feel like at first I thought it was impersonal, um, but now I feel like it's super smart. Definitely. Well, and it takes away from that back and forth of like, you know, oh, well, I'm only available on like for some of my clients that don't use Calendly, I'm trying to get them onto it. But um, but if they don't use Calendly, like you go back and forth, like, are you available on this day? Are you available on that day? Um, and it, it, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of emails, a lot of time for miscommunication. The link is so simple. You can just put it out there in the universe. They can click on it, see what time works for them. And it's a and, you know, you can personalize it as well, like the invitation and stuff. So it's not like just a link. You can personalize the invite, make people feel a little bit more comfortable. It just takes away that back and forth from everything. And I think everybody now, thanks to COVID, is more comfortable with Zoom. So even if you're not in business, like you now know what Zoom is, where, you know, 18 months ago, my mom had no idea what Zoom was, but now she knows uh, because of COVID. But the nice thing about Zoom, which is also how we're recording this phone call, this interview, is you can integrate it with Calendly or whatever calendar program that you're using. So it'll automatically set up that Zoom call. It, it just, it makes it so efficient, such an efficient way to get yep. on the phone with somebody. Yeah, definitely. Well, and the other thing with Calendly, it does have a special feature. So if you don't like Zoom or, or anything like that, you have the option where you can do phone calls, you can schedule in-person meetings. Like I know we're in COVID, so probably not right now, but you can schedule in-person meetings. You can select the location. Um, so there's so many different options in Calendly. Obviously, I use it for Zoom pretty much the entire time. But those other options are in there if you prefer phone calls or other forms of communication. So it's a really cool app um, to get out there and, and schedule. Awesome. Now, where can our viewers, our listeners, where can we connect with you, learn more about you, and stay connected? I know your Facebook yeah. profile, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, obviously, I would love to connect with anyone. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, so you can go on to my Facebook. Um, it's facebook.com slash my name, Ashley Hug and 20. 
Um, so Ashley hug 20 or on my Instagram, um, Instagram.com slash Ashley hug. Um, and I'm always on there. So feel free to reach out. <laughs> and I will put those links in the show notes as well. So people can find you. And I would just awesome. want to thank you so much for taking some time to be here today. I think um, people can get, get confused with, with business pages and putting all of their eggs in that basket and getting the business page set up, but then kind of forget about the importance of that personal profile. And so I love that you kind of, we're going to shine a light on the personal profile today and everybody can go and get their personal profile optimized so that when you're out there and networking and making connections, people are able to, you know, enter into your pipeline and help you build out your network. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the personal profile is where it's at, is where it's at and I'm so excited to be able to be here and, and teach people about it. So this was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. That's it for this episode of Familypreneur. You'll find all the links mentioned and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now.